The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Brandon Flowers and Omar Kelly. Shout out to Colts Radio on Sirius XM for providing that clip of Carson Wentz's touchdown back in December. And also the Commanders NFL Radio Training Camp Tour on Sirius XM, which actually happened today with Carson Wentz talking about how he's still confident. And then also Ron Rivera talking about the confidence that Carson Wentz has and how the team believes in them. And as you heard, it's our countdown to kickoff. In our countdown to kickoff segment, we really hone in on one team as we get ready for the opening night between the Buffalo Bills versus the L.A. Rams. And today's team is the Washington Commanders. You heard it already on the clips. They traded for Carson Wentz. He is now their quarterback. They paid their number one receiver, Terry McLaurin, this offseason. Drafted Jahan, uh, Jahan Dotson in the first round at the receiver position. And Curtis Samuels, who they paid last offseason, comes back from injury. Tight end Logan Tom, uh, Thomas is also coming off a knee injury this year. And they drafted tight end Cole Turner. At the running back position, Antonio Gibson has been a really good young running back for him. Had over 1,000 yards rushing last year, seven touchdowns. J.D. McKissick is more of their change of pace guy, third down back. Let's go over to the defensive side, where that defense was led by Chase Young, but he had an ACL, I believe only played seven games last year. And they've already come out and said he won't be ready for the regular season start. Montoya Sweat is the other end on that team. Had five sacks in eight games, was banged up a little bit last year. Their defensive tackle uh, tandem between Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne is one of the best in the NFL. Allen had nine sacks last year. Deron Payne had four and a half. Jamie and Davis is a guy they took from Kentucky last year at the linebacker position. And they have a solid secondary with William Jackson at the corner, Kendall Fuller, safety Bobby McCain, uh, Carmen uh, Curl at safety, and then at the slot, Benjamin St. Juice, who they took from the University of Minnesota last year. B-Flow, will this be Carson Wentz's last opportunity just to be given the starting quarterback position? For sure. And I don't even think he should have been given the quarterback position. I think he should have to earn it this year, huh? He had to earn it. You know? The boys like, traded, I think, two third rounds that. for him, though. So, And if you can just look around the NFL, you don't have too many teams who don't have their franchise guy in the building with mm. a, a young guy that's, what? four years or less. It's a right. handful of guys that you'll take. Who would you take? Oh, because you're making that face over there. Uh, who would you take? Uh, who would you take Carson Wentz over right now? More than five teams. It's only about five teams that you may take him over. Oh, that's, that's a good question. 
And then with these guys coming in the draft this year, you adding two studs. I mean, maybe Tommy, three, maybe Levis in Kentucky. Time is running out. And yeah. everybody knows, like, he's not where he's supposed to be. They compare him to Dak. Dak is consistent. Dak's going to be there physically. And yeah. he's going to do what he needs to do to win games. And Dak is, like, tier three. So, Ooh, hold on. Why, 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 why? Dak, Dak is tier three. Dak is tier three. Well, what, what, oh, oh, Omar Kelly, you got him in your top 12? Dak Prescott? Yes, yeah. absolutely. No question. No question. Oh, hold on, you got to give us your top twelve right now. Then, oh, I, I, let, let me let me say this. Let me. We yeah, you handle Carson that. Wentz, <laughs> and then we gonna ask for your top because I'm interested to hear this. Yeah, I do have my rankings. Um, Carson Wentz. I remember watching a joint practice with um, the Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll make a long story short. This is it was him and Nick Foles. They were both the quarterbacks there. This was before they won the championship. Um, and before he got hurt, I had never seen a quarterback, both of them, practice at that level before. And understand, I covered the Dolphins, so I haven't really seen that great. Yeah, it's been tough for you. <laughs> I already. haven't seen a lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, this guy is that dude. And then he was having that MVP type season until yeah. he got hurt. 2017, so, yep. We love so, to talk about that one year. Yeah, I yeah mean, they love to give him credit for it. You're <laughs> right. And, and I think a lot of that was coaching. And unfortunately, he had that same coach in Indianapolis who just dumped him. Uh-huh. So I am getting to the point where I'm believing, like, this guy doesn't really want it or doesn't really put in that work or has mm. lived off the talent for so long. And is, it really is just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cashing a check. And this is, you're right, dudes. This is his season to prove that he is that dude considering two teams have just now dumped him. Mm. Um, But the talent is there. The ability is there. And now he's got the talent around him. The only question I have about the Washington team is their offensive line. Mm. They've just lost so much. um, and, And that was by choice. And I really don't know if they've replaced it now with the scheme that they run and, and, and the style that they have. Maybe they don't need it. Maybe they feel they got young guys that they could develop and groom. So, hey, more power to you. But we know Carson Wentz needs a running game, and he definitely needs some weapons. He's got the but weapons. He's got a good running back. But like you said, the offensive line, they lost their best guy in Brandon Sheriff. He went to Jacksonville. They paid him a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, they, so the offensive line will not be where it, where it was. And they released Eric Flowers, so they, they're exactly. starting guards now. I know they added uh, Trey Turner, who I, I've actually – and and Andrew uh, Norwell, Andrew Norwell. From Norwell, Jackson. yeah. But mm-hmm. neither one of those guys really had good seasons last year. So they're, not moving, they're not moving the needle, huh? So yeah. what you're saying that, oh, you feel like Wentz has the talent. Now he's running into that O-line problem again, which he always had. So you're saying that he is going to deserve another chance if this don't work in Washington? Here it – I think that this is a money grab year for him. And if money mm. is a motivator, he will play at that high level because you know what? If I play, if he plays at a high level, he's going to get another $25 million check at the least. Yeah. So another, another, you know, another 25 million for the next two, three years. Yeah. So if you get your act together, and you really take football seriously and play motivated and be the leader and, and, and handle all the criticism that you took out of Indy because they broke up with you. It was like, you know, you, you, 
you 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 wasn't you was you wasn't you wasn't doing what you needed to be doing for us to to continue this relationship. They broke up with you and went with Matt Ryan. Yeah, and, uh, and, and but again, we talk about that one year he had. <laughs> it's like Carson Wentz have shown us like too much yeah. of nothing. So to even still think that this guy go click it on and he might and. It comes just, down to motivation. I, I would I would say before I got to give him credit for two years after right uh, after Nick Foles won the Super Bowl for him right that next year he ends up getting banged up again and Nick Foles gets them I think to the second round of the playoffs. Now I think Nick Foles leaves and goes somewhere in free agency and then that next year Carson Wentz leads his team to the playoffs. But let's not forget he got hurt with like the first or second play of the playoffs and then him and Josh Mc, uh, McCown end up getting hurt too. So both of their quarterbacks got hurt in that playoff game. So we've actually never really, I believe we've never seen him in the playoffs because he started that game, but got hurt. Like I think within the first two or three plays. So to your point, right. Everybody talks about that 2017 season, 2019, he played well as well. Got, you know, Philly to the playoffs, ended up losing to Russell, um, uh, Wilson and the Seahawks, they traveled on the road. I believe it was DK Metcalf's rookie year. Um, but he didn't even play in that game. And that was a big part, part of the reasons why they lost that game. And the big part of evaluation is being accountable, healthy. being there. And being yeah, healthy. being healthy, being there. Yeah. Yeah. You need all lines for that, though. I mean. Yeah. But all of it wasn't on. Yeah, I think in Philly, he had one of the best O-lines. That, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, they uh, ain't always on them. So let, let's let's push this. Well, hold on, Omar. Before we push the conversation for, I want to hear these damn top 12 quarterbacks I, I, I got you it. have. I got it for you. In order, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Matthew Stafford. I have Dak Prescott as my number six, sir. Hold yeah. on. You didn't say Josh Allen, sir. I did say he Josh did, Allen. Did. I did Where did he say Josh he, Allen at? Number two. Number two. Josh oh, okay. Allen, I was about to say. Mahomes, Josh Allen. Let me go over the list. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, and then Dak Prescott, number six. And then I have Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, uh, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. Those are my top Oh, two. bro. You don't got Justin Lamar. Herbert in there? I, I, I Listen, Herbert has to do it. He ha- he's got the what raw ability. show. <laughs> the man's got more passing yards in the first two years than anybody in NFL history. Listen, get your team to the playoffs in those. Oh, they moments, going this year in, in those moments where you have to put the team on your back and deliver those clutch third down throws, deliver those clutch red zone throws, deliver that fourth quarter rally from to get your team from behind. It don't matter what your defense does. Yeah. You got to put that cape on your back. Hold on, Omar. Breaking news. I got I got to say something about this. Via Joe Sy's Twitter, our front office and coaching staff have my support. We will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. So like I was telling B-Flow and Omar yeah. Kelly, them owners came and talked to Joe Sy like, hey, we this is already out of control. We can't we can't give them all the power. Well, if I'm Durant, then I'm I'm. What I'm, he I'm, he can't do nothing. He on the hook for four years, one hundred ninety eight million dollars. I could sit out. I could. Uh, I could yeah, go out. ahead and tarnish your legacy. Sit out. Ben go ahead. We don't away. care. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. In the way nobody literally sat out before Ben did. And ben that's what I'm saying. He's not gonna he sit out. He gonna go play, bro. Nobody in the NBA, like NFL players, sit out. NBA players don't sit out, man. I don't. I think KD like to hoop too much. He's not gonna sit out. Bro, he gonna have. He gonna have to get out on that court with Kyrie and make it do what it do. And he gonna have to be all right. <laughs> do you think he'll play that'll go through the motions? He's just not gonna be. He's not. This game be, just is so smooth. It almost seems like he is going through yeah, the motions. He's just not gonna talk to the coaches. He ain't gonna talk to Nash. He'll sit at the end of the bench. But when he on that court, yeah, 
It's going to be weird, but he's going to play. He's going to hoop. He's going to get his. But in, in this era, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up, Deuce, because in this era of players, and you know that Kevin Durant is, is, is a flagship player in this era of NBA players. If Ke- How does he look if he's not controlling the situation? How does he look to his peers? Like a player that ain't won a championship on his own? <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> but, but to be honest, I don't think the players look at Durant as a guy that's going to take control. Like LeBron had that aura about him early. Like, hey, this is what I want. Hey, I'm the king. I need this. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the okay. vibe you got from LeBron. And, you don't and, get that and Durant is trying to get Durant trying to give you that vibe. He's, He's trying to, but it's almost like you trying to pull your muscle on us now. Like, all right, we're going to call you a bluff. Like, I feel like he never done it before. So it's kind of like. Uh, I mean, mm. for the future, the, the the players trying to pull that rank and leverage. You, th- this got to work. Otherwise, yeah. we losing our juice over here. Like you know, <laughs> I'm a players guy. I hope he do it though. So you hope go. he sit out. He, he ain't going to bread. Thirty three years old. He got four years left. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of basketball. I want to see him play, but I yeah. love when the players flex. Like uh, I love it, man. I mean, I got some more breaking news. It's probably not big to you guys, but it's it's monumental for my Jets. Uh, Makai Beckton's knee injury is more serious than the Jets originally uh. believed. Sources confirmed to SNY as first reported mm. by Mike Garofolo. The Jets expect to find out more tonight, but the previous optimism is gone. Damn it! Why can't the Jets have nice things? That, that's <laughs> a tough blow for the Jets. That's a great player. But, dude, stop acting... Stop acting like you had a chance. Hey, I actually had you believing. You and Omar the other day when we did the Jets. I had you believing, B-Flow. I had you believing, B-Flow. Y'all going to be fourth in the division, like, by far. You're disrespectful, bro. The good thing is Dwayne Brown was on the sideline the other night. Dwayne Brown, it looks like the Jets will probably try to work out a deal with them. So, I mean, that's the only optimism to this. It sucks because Makai Becton – this is honestly probably one of his last years, maybe his last opportunity to prove that he could be the guy yeah. because we saw his rookie year dominate at certain times, right? And he would be beat up and have to come out of games. Last year in the you know the first half of the Carolina game, fluke injury, a defensive lineman steps on his foot, and he hasn't he wasn't able to recover the whole year. And then this, I mean, I'm praying that it's not serious and knocks him out for the whole year. Uh, the only thing is, when you're a big guy and you have an injury, the weight, the weight gain is tough, man. I'm when glad you can't run, it. we already know <laughs> that he's hovering over there in 350 land. Um, yeah. Really, it's about 370 land. Uh, a knee injury. Come on, dude. Yeah, you, it's tough. You, it's you tough, know, man. you know, he's about to. T- he can't run. They they put them in this. It, it, what's the machine that they have that they, they take all the weight off? You the know, Ultra G. Oh yeah, <laughs> they gonna put him in that. He's gonna hate it, and he's gonna show up to camp about four hundred pounds. You talking about next year? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, hopefully it's something it. that doesn't knock him out the whole year. But man, they saying that he was clearly in some discomfort when he went off the field at practice today. So that just sucks, man. Good lord. Uh, this is I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. We're with my guys, Brandon Flowers and Omar Kelly. And when it's our countdown to kickoff segment, we're talking about the Washington Commanders. We had two breaking newses. Break Makai Becton, offensive tackle for the Jets. Seems like his knee injury is more serious than originally thought. And then also the Brooklyn uh, Nets owner, Joe Joseph Sy, came out and said the coaching staff has his full support. So it'll be interesting to see if Kevin Durant takes to Twitter like he routinely does. But let's get back to the commanders. B-Flow, can the commanders compete for the NFC East crown this year? 
I think they can compete because that division isn't a tough division. You know, yeah. Dallas. There's a lot of question marks with every team. There's a lot of question marks with every team. You know, Dallas, you never know who they are going to be. I love Dak behind center, and he's going to have the mis- consistency as he can. Y'all better put some respect on Dak, man. No, I said he's he's the most. <laughs> I will. I will I when he proves he can do it in the playoffs. Consistent as he can. But Philly, they're nice. Um, Nick Sirianni, oh, he will on. have them playing. But like I'm saying, there's no – it's no front runner in that division. Yeah. People would say Dallas, but I think Philly is neck and neck with Dallas. Um, you know, both teams went to the playoffs last year. Dallas didn't show up until the last, what, quarter of that game versus the 49ers, and it was because Jimmy Garoppolo actually got them going. And Philadelphia, you know, against Tom Brady, we knew that was going to be barbecue chicken but, last but year. What I'm saying is, it's like a nine-win neck-to-neck. It's not yeah. like a Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team-win, yeah. So the commanders can make a little run. Well, you can't even say Kansas City this year. That division is so crazy. Like, yeah, I, I think that's going to come down to the wire, too. Regardless, though, that's that's Kansas yeah. City. That's all they know winning 12 games. Over yeah. There, so. It'll be interesting to see. Omar, do you think the commanders can compete in the NFC East uh, this year? Comes down to Carson Wentz. Uh, that's a good, that's a good point. I mean, is is he Carson Wentz? I mean, uh, is he's getting Are you going to say from 2017 again? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Is he that Carson Wentz? Is he motivated? I mean, I tell me tell me what in your mind makes you think Carson Wentz is motivated. I just don't think he's I think this is his last opportunity. That should be motivation enough. I, I I I'm sorry, you can't play at that level that he played in 2017 and then just all of a sudden lose it. No, because every NFL player has talent. It's just how yeah. consistent can you be with that talent? And I then everything think, went perfect for Philly that year, too. Yeah, literally I think everything. Motivating year should have been last year in India. Yeah, he reunited facts. with his guy, and he's going to be the franchise but the guy stats going over there. That bad though, and that's one thing that I, <sighs> you know, I and I understand that there's things in the inner workings that make you feel uncomfortable. Like supposedly he wasn't a good leader or wasn't. Being yeah, a leader. that's supposedly the question mark on him. Uh, you know, and and that's fair and that's decent criticism. But you complete sixty two percent of your passes. You throw in for. Um, you know, you, you, you throw in for 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, just take the numbers out, you know, have a 94.6 quarterback rate. That's a pretty damn decent. Yeah. But when they needed him the most for Jacksonville, it, it wasn't, it wasn't there. And also I would, I would urge anybody to please go back and watch that San Francisco game. That boy should have had five picks. It was a monsoon. <laughs> what was that? The, the DBs point? from San Francisco can't catch. <laughs> That's the only reason why he didn't have five picks that game. It, I, I I don't know. I don't know what's motivating Carson Wentz. And then he's got to find some motivation. And if he can't, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody doesn't love the NFL. Like, yeah, mm. so, some guys just don't love the NFL. They're just supposed to be there. And, and maybe that's Carson Wentz. I just yeah. think he's a great backup. Like, I think he's, a, <laughs> I think he's a great backup. I honestly, I think he's like there with I even like Baker more than I like Carson Wentz. I that's do. actually not a bad comparison. Who would you take Baker Bayfield or Carson Wentz? I'll take Baker any day of the week. Ooh. Y'all do know that Carson Wentz is 20, 29, 30, right? Y'all, y'all do know that he can play it like another 10 years. But I don't want yeah, him playing can. like that. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't want him playing like that for me. Oh, uh, well, we've talked about the offense the, the whole time. Let's go ahead and go to the defensive side. Before last year was, you know, normally in the top 10 as a defense, right? Uh, they had some injuries. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, both of their guys on the edge missed, you know, a lot of games last year. Me, Flo, you know, they took a step back last year, had some injuries. Do you think 
they can get their defense back in the top 10 this year? I don't think they can get in the top 10 because they're going to miss Chase Young at the beginning yeah. of the season, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, but he was part of, honestly, to be honest with you, he was part of the reason they were struggling in the beginning of last year before he got hurt. <laughs> yeah, but it's like when you have a player like that, you got a game plan for a guy like that. Yeah, when they true. game plan for a single player, your other players can make plays. It's easier for those guys to make plays. And to be a top 10 defense, it's hard. You got you to gotta ball from week one to week 17, you know, because you're going to have your ups and downs in the middle of the season here and there. But if you're starting off without your big dog, like I don't think you can get into the top 10, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're a team that's predicated on the defensive line. They put a ton of resources into that. Correct. And, and I think – I think they'll show up eventually, maybe when Chase Young gets back to I, I'm I'm not of the opinion that a guy coming back from it now, now they want to pretend like you could come back from ACL nine months and it's all good and everything's gravy. And, and I, yeah, my thing, I'm not rushing him back. This is like my future right here on defense. Absolutely. Like we're not yeah. winning the Super Bowl this year. I mean, you can't say that as a commander, <laughs> but you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. You want to see what you have at quarterback and keep letting your team get better. See see who your core guys are going to be yeah. because they're building something nice over there. I think Rivera going to do a great I, job. I agree. I think they are building something nice and something something sustainable. Um, I, I, now, obviously, they got to get the quarterback right. I was about to say, Omar, you know, you're a big proponent of half the NFC is tanking. You think the Washington Commanders are in a tanking situation? No, I, I think they're building because you you when you when you go out and you tr- get Carson Wentz, that's that's not a that's not a plug quarterback. That's not a you know stopgap guy. You know he might be a stopgap guy in a season or two, or or he might have one of those years where he, he he's like he 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 balls and he's like with his hand out. You so know? you think they got Carson Wentz with the potential of him being the franchise guy? Yeah, they they were oh, a year God. removed from the playoffs, right? I don't. Yeah, think they so, are. Bro. They. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they shopped. They were aggressive and a very yeah. about the fact that they were missing, just missing a quarterback. I think they were in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes as well. Yeah, they, I just think they knew they ceiling with Heineke, and it was like we know our ceiling, so we they, gotta try. They even went. Else. They even went the Ryan Fitzpatrick route, and I'm a Fitzpatrick yeah. fan, so I know exactly what they were trying to do. It got derailed by injury. They just need a quarterback that'll give them a chance. Exactly in, in their mind. Now, could that be Carson Wentz? Totally depends on what motivates him. What yeah. where is he at? You know, I, I would. You know, you, you dudes know me. I, I'm motivated by the bag, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to play for the bag. But if Carson Wentz is just out there going through the motions, then you know, you know what time it is. Yeah. They, they, they're like they're probably going to pull the plug and go to Sam Howell. Yeah. Well, actually, these. This real quick, uh, B Flow. Uh, who do you think is the most important piece for the commanders to have success? I already think I know your answer, but <laughs> go ahead. It, it has to be Carson Wentz. Like, yeah. like we say, everybody's in place everywhere else. You know, they they do got holes on the O line, but like he has to be the one that overcomes that because nobody else can. Like, yeah. you have to hand the ball off the whole not there. He really can't do nothing with it. Like, Carson Wentz is the only guy that can hold his team together. So it's, it's all predicated on him. Oh, Mark Kelly saying question. Who do you think is the most important piece for the Washington Commanders to have success this year? Carson Wentz and his mm. motivating page. Carson Wentz need to work on getting that next page, that bag, that, that yeah. next bag. That needs to be the motivator because right now we, we just don't know where he is mentally. And, yeah. and maybe he he's 
was going through some stuff in life and you know how we, it is but what if that's just his personality like he's a nonchalant guy like yeah, a, i feel like yeah. it might just be his vibe like what would you need to see from him to feel like he's motivated moxie I need to see that swagger. I need to see him go out there and 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 he had that in 2017, but we really haven't seen it since then. Yeah, no, I I, I thought it was his relationship with Doug Peterson that kind of made things frosty and 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 sort of changed the landscape. But I, I don't know what's motivated him. Uh, now you, you got reunited with your old coach and then your old coach broke up with you. And 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 now you're on a new team. He's he's actually set to make 20, 20 million dollars in 2023 and then 21 million dollars in, in 2024. Hey, so, nothing for a quarterback. I know. That's not, no. Oh, he's got he's got two roster bonuses. He's he's six million dollars a piece. No, I, I apologize. So he's in the 26, 27 million dollar range. So they obviously revisited his contract a little bit. But I, you know, I don't know. I mean, when you yeah. made over a hundred million dollars, you know, are you going through the motions? And and mm. he's got to prove that he's not really just going through the motions. Yeah, if I mean, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, dude. Just real quick, the, if you're the yeah, commanders, yeah, if, I'm so sorry, the commanders. You're right. You know how offensive that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. I apologize. The commanders. How long of a leash do you give Carson Wentz? Ooh, half. No one you have Sam Howell. You got you got a. Yeah, it took team. Sam late though. I think they give Carson the whole season. Yeah, I, I and I'm a Sam Howell fan. I, I know dudes is not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm I'm a I'm a Sam Howell fan. But uh, Ron Rivera likes coaching veteran quarterbacks, so I think he gets at least half the season. We yeah. might pull the plug on game tw- uh, twelve. You have to give him half of the season because you can't. If you don't give Sam Howell a chance to play this year, you don't know if you're in the market for a quarterback next year. If so yeah, but you also him. traded two premium picks to get Carson Wentz. So you almost got to roll with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, they got a top five pick. I guarantee you. Yeah. Like, they, they gotta I mean, I mean even if Sam Howell plays decent, if they have that top five pick, they're taking one of those two quarterbacks regardless if, you think if they're so? there. If they're there. The Sam Howell's a first rounder like you wasn't saying that he wasn't going to be a first rounder going until last year it was until last year i, I don't want to know who was watching that film wow, dude. <laughs> no i mean honestly and, and, and i'm gonna push this conversation forward because we gotta go to break if you look at the year that you're talking about b flow all those receivers and backs are in the nfl mm-hmm. you can play college football easily when all your guys are league guys Stop right like he that. didn't have that last year <laughs> what happened i'm not saying you're supposed to have the same type of season right but it was a drastic difference, B-Flow. And I, I would I would look at this differently than you guys. I know you said Carson Wentz is the most important piece. I think it's that offensive line that we talked about, right? Because honestly, we know Ron Revere. They're going to run the football. Like they got mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson in the backfield. They drafted Brian Robinson from Alabama in the third round, right? J.D. McKissick is their, their change of pace back. He's going to want to run the football just kind of like the Colts, right? Jonathan Taylor was back there. They tried to, t- tried to take the game out of Carson Wentz's hand. They brought Carson Wentz over there to, you know, be able to put them over the top when the running game was potentially getting stopped, and he just could not do that. They needed him the most in Week 18 versus Jacksonville, and he could just not put them over the top. Now, that game wasn't only on Carson Wentz. It seemed like the whole team didn't show up versus Jacksonville that last game, but you would think your quarterback would elevate you with, you know, a win-and-get-in situation, and Carson Wentz didn't do that. So I think the most important piece on this team this year is the offensive line that we talked about because they're going to try to take the game out of his hand. They want him to be comfortable back there, right? Um, and only like not lose the game, right? He's I think Ron Rivera is banking on that defense coming back this year and being better. Chase, you know, 
Chase Young won't be ready for the start of the season, but I think they're banking on him being ready by like week four or five. So I think they want that defense to be top 10 again. And they just don't want Carson Wentz to lose the game just to give them an opportunity to potentially win the NFC East. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. We're here uh, with the legendary coach, a guy that, um, you know, that I think the world of has done so much for me, and we'll dive into that later. But we're here in Santa Clara, California, 49ers camp with Coach Kyle Shanahan and Adam Pac-Man Jones. Coach, do you know him as Adam or Pac-Man? Um, I mean, Pac-Man. Pac-Man? Yeah. It's a big difference. There is a big difference, but Pac-Man's one of the coolest nicknames ever. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. It's hard to get past that. There you go. Coach, I like to get messy on our show. I don't know if you've ever watched one of our podcasts, um, but I like to get messy. I call it tea time. All right. Okay, so I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to get messy, okay? Um, Yesterday, we were in Irvine, California. You know what happens in Irvine, California around these times? Training camp. Training camp. What team? Uh, Rams. Rams. So, Sean McVay, you guys are close? Yeah, Sean's my guy. You sure about that? I mean, we have a history together. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's what I thought. Because uh, <laughs> yesterday we had him, and, and he spent 15, 20 minutes with us. Bless us with time the same way you're doing it. You guys are extremely busy. And I asked him about the division. I asked him about y'all relationship. And he said, listen, moving forward, I don't see anybody. You know, Kyle taught me a lot. But at the end of the day, like, he needs to dethrone me. And I was shocked because usually he's a humble guy. Yeah. Hearing those words, how does that make you feel coming from a guy that was that's been in your corner for a long time? I mean, man, I want to say a lot of stuff. <laughs> I promise you said those exact words. Go short. Play that now. I'll get started. But, but I have a feeling he didn't know. And Sean, there's no way Sean says stuff like that. He so, definitely didn't say that. He definitely didn't say that. up in that area. He definitely didn't say that. No, Sean. No, we had a great time in in uh, in Irvine. It was it was great, um, but I do want to get a little bit messy. Start off, I get straight to it. 
look, you're you're a straight shooter. You know, I, your your father drafted me. He was a straight shooter. Players coach. You know, had the respect of the guys in the locker room um, because of the way you guys did business. We all know Jimmy G. Is, you know, probably won't be here. Is it awkward seeing him around? No, it's not. I mean, it would be awkward if, I mean, we both know the situation. So yeah. whenever you know the situation, you know each other, There's you talk about it all. Right. And I talk about his side and his situation. He understands my side, our team side, and this is part of business. So when you do that, it, it's hard on everybody. I mean, I I feel for him having to go right. through this. Like yeah. that's, but that's how these contracts are, and that's part of the business. And when you do have a relationship and people understand each other, uh, he knows we're doing as good as we can without hurting our own building. And um, I think he respects that from us, and I respect him as always. Right. Hey, hey, Coach, you was just a couple plays away last year from going to the Super Bowl again. Um, how do you build from that and, and get the team to, to rally behind that to get uh, to this year? Um, my main thing is, like, I mean, I've been close a number of times, and it doesn't ever get easier. And just because you're close doesn't have anything to do with the next year. Uh, we were so close in 2019, and um, we didn't get to work together with COVID that whole offseason, but that season started, and lose a few guys, and we think we're going to go back, and we end up having a real rough year. So um, what you learn from that stuff is how hard it is to get there. And well, that's what I like about our team, that they, we've gone close twice, and um, they know what the grind that that was. I mean, our first time we started 8-0, and it still came down to the last game to try to win the division. This year we started three and five and had to work our way back. And it all ends up being the same story in terms of it's not easy. And every ball matters, every play matters. And that's why you got to go to work. And we got guys who love football. They go to work and they try to be the best they can. And you don't do it just so, hey, we got to do this so we can win. You be the best you can so you have a chance at the end. And when you got all guys doing that together, it uh, gives you a chance to overcome some injuries and hopefully have the ball bounce the right way. You know, coming out here, I mean, this is our fourth stop, fourth team in the, in the week. Um, you know, you guys got juice. I'm going to be honest with you. There was one camp out there that was like really good team, but I don't feel the juice. I feel the juice, but I also feel like, Coach, the only question mark, as we all know, is the quarterback, you know, Trey Lance, young guy. Uh, I go back to 2006 when I was drafted to the Denver Broncos. We had Jake the Snake Plummer as the quarterback. We drafted uh, Cuddy, Jay Cutler, I believe was the 11th overall pick in the first round. Denver Broncos was coming off an AFC championship, right? Lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers went on to the Super Bowl. Week seven, week eight, Coach Shanahan, your pups, legendary Mike Shanahan, said, you know what, I'm going with my guy. Do you pull from that experience, you know, seeing the history, your, how your father made that move? It, it, I don't know if it was popular in the locker room. I don't know if it was popular for the fan base. Do you pull from that? experience that your father went through with the young quarterback and then you had a veteran quarterback that was actually playing decent yeah no I, I pull from all experiences and I mean you got to take everything in but you also got to know every every experience is different um I, I've seen how hard it is to get there and how hard it is to continue to try to get there and there's so many decisions that go into it and I mean Jimmy has played as good here as in my personal opinion, any quarterback since Steve Young. Um, and that was a long time ago. So Ooh, Jimmy did some unbelievable things here. And look at his record and look how close we got. Um, so that the decision on that isn't anything against Jimmy. But you got to make tough decisions in this business. And the more you learn about salary cap, the more you learn about how to keep a hold of your players. You know, I thought Jimmy played great in that Super Bowl year. But I also knew how good of a team we had. Right. And they were young. And it gets harder and harder to keep these guys. And that going forward, we kind of saw how hard it would 
be to keep guys like Debo, um, sign guys like Fred, like Kittle. Um, we know we're going to end up paying Bosa a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so you look at all that stuff, and um, getting a guy in a rookie quarterback was a big part of that. And I love that we're given a, a good team to Trey to where he doesn't have to do it on his own, right. just like I didn't believe Jimmy had to. And you try to build a team to where it's not just about the quarterback. And when you get in that time where you can have a guy play like a, a top five guy, which is so rare. You know, my dad had it with John for a little bit. Yep, yep. He had it with Steve. Yep. Uh, but not many people get that. You know, I, I got it um, with Matt Ryan for um, that year. Yep. Um, but that stuff's tough to find. And when you, when you do get that, yeah, you ride that forever. Um, but the position is so tough that in the meantime, you always want to build that team to have a chance. And right. if you can get the right guy behind the center with the right team, they don't have to be one of the best of all time. But yeah, you definitely want them to have the ability to grow to try to always get there. I got one more uh, football question before I get to the fun stuff. And I'm going to stay right here with the quarterbacks. Last year, how stressful was that, uh, that draft process? I mean, for me in media, you know, seeing Trey Lance, you got Justin Fields, you got Matt Jones, you guys move up to the you know the front of the first round and everybody's like who the hell are y'all taking right yeah. um did you know the whole time when you guys were taking and and, and, I, and my question is how stressful was it um i mean we had we did we did the trade so early that it made me feel good about it because i mean i knew before we did it that how i felt about the quarterbacks um and how good we would be to take them at 12 and there was two that i really wanted um i did who not was the second um mac Mac. Yeah, Mac okay. Jones and Trey. Those yeah. were the two guys that we were locked in on from the beginning. And I probably, if we never moved up to there, um, we would have never had the chance to learn more about Trey. And that was the hardest thing. You got to be so sneaky and stuff when you're back there because you don't want people <laughs> hopping in front of you. And I had a very strong people who were going to hop in front of us. So to go through that process to get to know both of them, you know, Trey was tough because he didn't play the year of football before and it was a small school. So we got to learn so much about them once we knew we were there because we didn't have to hide stuff. And that made me a lot more confident in it. What was it? Like, what do you know the, the exact moment when you said, this is the guy? Because that was a bold move. Um, it. That, that's what's funny because everyone wants to know that exact moment and you should ask people <laughs> up to deal with me that moment changes every day like because i go when i have two things i believe and i always check myself a lot um so i mean i always compare it to how i buy houses like when my, when my wife will bring me to a house she loves i i go through the house and i point out every single thing that's wrong with it um usually by the end of it she's in tears and she's apologizing <laughs> to, the, to the realtor for how offensive i've been and then i come out and they're out there and they're like what do you think i'm like oh, i like this one let's get this and they're like what the hell are you talking about and I was just like no I realized the things that were wrong so I, and I know we can fix those three things so let's go off the potential of this and right. that's how I was with him and Mac because Mac had so much good stuff on tape the way he played and Trey I loved what he put on tape it was a year of football um, so it wasn't totally enough and especially the division but the more you dive into it the more I got to know the guy uh, the more I got to find out some stuff about him the more I believed in what I didn't see and what I believe we will see. And speaking of buying houses and all that, you bought a nice, I would say, if I would have to put him as some, I would put him as a Dodge Demon, speaking in Debo. Mm. Um, so uh, what do Debo bring? Are you happy to have him back? I know we was talking to Debo a couple of times during the time where you guys were negotiating, but um, I think it was a great decision for him and the team. No, I do too, man. I love Debo. He's been one of my favorite players I've ever coached. Um, his skill set is so different. Everyone talks about what we do with him. Um, 
yeah, it's been easy to do that with him because of who he is. I don't know any other players we could have done that stuff with. And the way he plays just, I think, I mean, we say it a bunch, but he's one of the most inspiring players that I've seen. Um, the way he hits people, the way he tries to move the chains, the way he brings it, I think inspires people on TV and I know inspires our team. I'm glad y'all didn't fuck that up, Coach. I'm going to be honest, and I'm pushing the conversation forward because I'm like, man, this dude is an athlete. I see him coming out of the tunnel with the boom box. It's like so much juice, everything he brings to the locker room, so I'm glad that you got that done. I love Debo Samuel. I love him in your offense. He's just a great dude in the locker room. All right, we got two more minutes with Coach. Let's get to it. We're going really quick. I know you got a question about his son. Yeah, but you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right, gonna, uh, you got two minutes. We're going to hit him quick, Coach. I'm a big fan of yours. I know you named your son after Carter, which yep. is named after Lil Wayne. Yep. Uh, my question is to you and the fans that we want to know, does Little Carter like – Big Carter, as in Little Wayne, as much as you do. Uh, yes. Now, I got, because I play all the old stuff, which my wife used to get mad about, but now she's <laughs> used to it. Um, he loves them because once, once Wayne heard that, you know, he's taking care of them. Yeah. I sent him a couple Christmas presents. He's got oh. his own Young Money jersey he wears. Yeah. Um, he, he signed a bunch of CDs for him. It was cool. He signed one for me, and then he signed one for Carter, and he got it, the edited version. This was about five years ago, so he's got one that doesn't have the swear words on it, but no, Wayne has been, he's the man. He's Good, good NFC, yeah, we had a chance to interview him too. Yeah, like, he, really? He's a dope dude. No, he's NFC Championship. It's the 49ers and the Packers. Who is Little Wayne che cheering for? Uh, he, he's a loyal dude. He's a loyal dude. So you know he's cheering for the Packers. Okay. But, but, <laughs> but I, I, I waited a week after we beat him and sent him a text. He said it took some time, but he's. I feel like when we're not playing, he's pulling for us. Right, so yeah. You got to ask him that. Coach, thank you so much, man. Um, I tell the story all the time that, the, you know, the reason why I made it to the NFL the way I did, when I did, was because of you. Um, I tell this story. I, 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 it was never confirmed by you, you know, that you were the reason why I was drafted to the Denver Broncos, right? Had a, a visit with the Houston Texans. You sat me down. We watched film. I was supposed to go back to Orlando. And um, walking out of your office, I get a call from my agent. He sent, He said, now you're going to Denver, right? A year later, you know, I get drafted by the Denver Broncos. Well, months later, I get drafted by the Denver Broncos. And then a year later, I'm on, on the field, and your pops is like, yeah, you know, Kyle called me about you. And I put two and two together, and I just ran with it. So what's the facts? Oh, it's it's stronger than you even know. Because um, <laughs> you were my official first draft pick. Um, and I was 26 years old. I was a receiver coach, and I was at Houston. And I put so much time into that group of guys. Um, you know, Greg Jennings was a big receiver from that year in the second round. I had you right there in the second round, and you were the guy that I was dying for. And, you know, they tried to give you to the tight ends because of how big you are. That's right. And then I that's why I took it as, like, my own project that I, I noticed you had one all-star game. And it wasn't the senior, but it was a smaller one. And I just saw, watched the way you vacuumed the ball and how explosive you were. You're 40. My is not a tight end. And the more I watched you, I started to believe you were going to be like the next Trill Owens. Um, and I started pumping you up in the building. Then I really got pumped up because I remember your, your junior year, like your third game, um, all the safeties got hurt. And you went to your coach that week and like, hey, let me play safety. Damn, you and, know and then at the end of the year, you ended up leading the team in tackles. So I'm like, <laughs> not only is this dude wired to play receiver, but he can mess somebody up too. And look at him. Like he's going <laughs> to kill people um, so anyways we're going through the draft 
And the first day, the Broncos, I think they drafted Darius Watts in the second round. And he was a quick, fast guy. Um, and I was from so Marshall. pissed. Yeah, from Marshall. Yep. And um, we weren't going to draft a receiver. And I was sitting there in my office the next day, like just fuming that the Broncos didn't take you, fuming that we weren't going to take a wide out because you were still sitting That's there in right. the fourth round. And I called my dad, and I'm going off on him, like a <laughs> cocky 26-year-old, and telling him, like, Dad, you, why didn't you draft Brandon? And he's trying to tell me what Darius is going to do. And I'm like, oh, man, you messed up. And he's like, well, you're going to be real mad because we're going to draft this other receiver here um, in about an hour. And Dominic I was like, Hickson. yes. Yep. And I go, you're what? And he's like, yeah, Kyle, sorry. And I'm like, Dad, I'm telling you, I put so much more time in this to any of you guys, and you guys are dead wrong. You better <laughs> draft Brandon. He goes, sorry, Kyle. He hangs up. I'm sitting there fuming. I'm just watching the draft in the office. And then they took you. <laughs> and, and then I called him out. I'm like, well, he's like, I got off. You were pretty damn convincing. <laughs> and so, like, I was so pumped that that was the first time my dad actually – listen to me in that way right. and I was like why did you he was like well I, you were right you did look at it a lot longer than I did right. and I felt you on that and man after the first OTAs he called me he's like I think we have Jerry Rice <laughs> <laughs> I went I went right to Kubiak I went to Charlie Cassidy I'm like I told you guys they got Jerry you should have listened <laughs> <laughs> I love it bro. the legend right here Adam Pacman Jones with a young legend coach Kyle Shanahan in Santa Clara 49ers camp I am athlete on the go. Peace. I am athlete tonight is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I am athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.